my son and I. We've been through it. We've been through a lot of this. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Oh yeah. My son and I. I'm here. And I'm here too. Oh yeah. My son and I. We welcome you. Welcome to the journey. My son and Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode four of My Son and I. I am Tahida, a.k.a. Lady T. Yes, that's right. And I am Egbert Bernard, also known as Egbert B. Hi. Yes, this is episode four. And mother darling, episode three got a little heavy for the people. Yeah, it was getting deep in there. <laughs> yes. I just, we both want to take a moment to, to give you guys some resources and talk about how deep things got last episode and just uh, talk about some things that if you're suffering from any of the topics that we're talking about on this show, we do not take that lightly. We care that you care. So we want to offer some resources for you guys. Absolutely, because we are not here to offend anyone. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but this month is, is about to be over. The month of April is actually Sexual Awareness Assault Month. Yes, it is. Yes. So, I mean, you know, um, like I said, we want to just make sure that we everyone is aware of you know, consent. Mm-hmm. You know, consent is an agreement between participants to, to engage in a sexual activity. Consent is always freely given, and all people in a sexual situation must feel that they are able to say yes or no or stop the sexual activity at any point. Sex without consent is sexual assault. It is on all of us to make sure we have clear consent from our partners. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, if you feel like you've been in a situation where consent wasn't, uh, well, you weren't offering consent to the person, there is resource. There are resources across the internet for you. I googled National Sexual Assault Hotline, mm-hmm. and I got the uh, this phone number. It's uh, 1-800-656-4673. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody or, you know, talk it out and figure out if what happened to you was real and what steps you can take in order to uh, rectify your safety and uh, feel like you've get, you know, you're getting the justice that's served and all those things. You want to talk to somebody about it, Mm. call national, the National Sexual Abuse Hotline, Assault Hotline, and it's 1-800-656-4673. Yes, that's great. And make sure you do because sexual assault can not only be physical, but mental too. And we need Mm -hmm. to take care of our mental health as well. Yes, yes. And a lot of times, uh, you know, some things that bring me a little away from mental clarity is is the the use of alcohol and drugs. You know, Mm. so we do have some resources for people uh, uh, who are dealing with that as well. Yes, because someone who cannot make a rational, reasonable decision or cannot understand their situation fully cannot give consent. If someone is asleep, incapacitated by drugs or alcohol, or otherwise not fully conscious and aware, they cannot consent. That's right. That is entirely right. So if you keep finding yourself in situations where, dang it, you can't figure out how you got here, or dang it, um, if maybe if I were sober, that wouldn't have happened, or dang it, um, I just can't figure out how to put the bottle down or mm-hmm. put that needle down or uh, put that joint down or whatever it is. If you feel like you want to correct some of your behaviors uh, in, in regards to drugs and alcohol, there is a hotline for you as well. There's an acronym. It's S-A-M-H-S-A. That acronym 
acronym stands for Substance Abuse Mental Health uh, Services Administration. And the hotline for them, uh, the phone number is 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. And you can call them for any of your uh, drug and alcohol-related issues. Um, and because, you know, a lot of times drugs and alcohol can lead you to a situation where you feel like, um, you know, I just, or anything, life, anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. COVID, you know, the world around you can sometimes have you feeling like you can't mm-hmm. figure out if it's yeah. all worth it to be here anymore. And there is a suicide hotline for you as well. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And you can get that straightened out. Don't sit on this, guys. If you're having issues, reach out. There are always people here in the world willing and trained to help you with your issues. You're not alone. Amen. Yes. So, Mother, you were telling me about a um, some shooting, some mass shooting here? Yes. This guy, they don't know why he did it, but he was going around just shooting people. I was real concerned. He had some friends in the street, so the, the, I watched the story, and I think uh, he shot, like, several people. Two was two died and one was injured. Oh, God. And what was so crazy about that, what really stuck home with me, is one of the guys were an Uber driver. And, she, yeah, you know how I feel about that, being that you do that too. Yes, right? yeah, for really. those of you who don't yeah. know, I, I do I make a little money and keep busy and stay, you know, social by driving Uber. Uh, so I can imagine that would have stuck out to you yes. for that reason. Yes, oh, my God, it's horrifying. It made me Called a few friends I knew was out in the street and yeah, you know, okay, you had told me you were home then, so I knew you were good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I looked it up too, and the, and it it did happen in a yeah. lot of my stomping grounds. I mean, I drive all over L.A., so yeah. I could be anywhere at any given moment. That's horrifying. Yes, that makes was. me think about uh, how you you always talk about. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes. When I because faith is what we have. I mean, we, so it's crazy. Some people will say, oh, I don't know about faith. I don't believe in it, whatever. But you have faith that every day you're going to wake up. You have faith that when you walk out the house, you're going to return home. Mm-hmm. So that's why every day I, when I get in my car, I pray. I thank God for uh, first waking me up, getting me to this point, and then tell, uh, praying that, asking of to charge his angels and give me traveling grace, as well as my kids, you, your sister, my mother. Mm-hmm. Now the, long, the list gets pretty long sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine sitting in your driveway. It's supposed to start out as a little 30-second prayer before you pull off, right. sitting there five minutes later praying for the whole family. <laughs> I done been there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, you know, because this religion is a very strong thing, and it's real, yeah. really weird because um, we have a lot of knowledge, uh, get a lot of knowledge at Bedroom Candy. Uh-huh. And Monday we had an OBGYN on, and she actually enlightened me on something, and I never had really thought about it, how religion can be traumatic as well. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely, yes. definitely. I think about that a lot. In fact, I mean, like, I, we, I've, I grew up in a very religious family, and I've had to, over the years... Um, you know, I had my issues with religion growing up very, very early. Mm-hmm. So I've had to establish my own relationship with my higher power. And I've come to, uh, you know, just over the years, uh, calling it spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I, I would think that I'm a more spiritual person than a religious person. I feel like religion is is like there's order. There are mm-hmm. practices. There are things that make up a religion. Mm-hmm. Whereas spirituality, from my perspective, my understanding of what spirituality is, my definition of what spirituality is, it's more about your relationship 
relationship with your higher power and the way that you sort of move through the world based on that. Yes. Where do you kind of stand? I know that you did your your father was the was was the pastor of our Baptist church. Your mother is an evangelist. Your husband is the minister there. You're their wife and daughter. So like where do you stand on religion and spirituality and everything? How was it growing up with uh religion like a religious household? Oh, and I, was it always religious? Actually, it was. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was pretty enjoyable for the most part. I nice. really kid you not. My parents, my as you said, my dad was a pastor and my mom actually uh, were evangelist. And they had us honestly in church really most every day. Mm-hmm. We were some Monday was was uh, practice. Tuesday was uh, uh choir rehearsal or <laughs> Wednesday's prayer meeting. I mean, every day almost. But it was really enjoyable. I loved it. There was We were in a church full of other children, so we got to play and talk and meet and socialize. Yeah. So it yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I Also, you know, I have... It was a strong relationship for me. I was able to learn about the Lord, get a relationship with him, and yeah. he being in my heart and all of that. But I find I'm a little bit more spiritual now because, um, you know, the, the, there's so many, as you were saying, mm-hmm. rules and um, things you have to do to keep the, in the church, make you feel guilty about this, guilty about that. Mm-hmm. And my issue was with masturbation. Uh-huh. You know, yes, because all these churches, the Baptist church, the Catholic church, the evangelist church, all of those things, they always tell you it's wrong to masturbate. You can mm-hmm. go to hell and all of that mm-hmm. but sexual issues we if it wasn't for sex we wouldn't even be here okay you know what i'm saying so you're literally from uh, one of one of the uh i would say i would call her one of my mentors at bedroom candy was saying this the other day mm-hmm. we are sex from the from the womb to the tomb and that is true and you can't help sometime as a child just to touch you know even the game of let me see yours i'll let you see mine all I mean, that yeah i mean like sexuality is so innate in who we are like you said we wouldn't be here without sex so you're naturally going to explore your body exactly. you know like that's so so somebody you grew up believing that masturbation was wrong the church taught me that uh-huh. you know what i'm saying they were always constantly talking about oh if you masturbate it's wrong it's bad there was even one uh of our teachers that was literally telling us that uh when you masturbate you're you're wasting your seed oh, or your waste yes, yes. i so, had a conversation with um uh, an, eva- an evangelist at one of my old churches mm-hmm. about uh, that, about masturbation and wasting seed. She was saying that, you know, it's a sin. Mm-hmm. I was, she was trying to tell me that it's a sin to mm-hmm. masturbate because you're wasting seed. And I said, okay, so is it a sin for women to masturbate? Yeah. And she goes, oh, well, I don't. And I said, well, I mean, because mm-hmm. if it's about wasting seed and that's mm-hmm. the only problem, women aren't wasting seed. Exactly. You know, you have eggs. They're yes. not going to fall out because you're <laughs> masturbating. I said, so how do you rectify that? Uh-huh. And she goes, well, I, you got me on that one. You're okay. going to have to look that one up yourself. Mm. And I said, hmm. Mm, she hmm. tapped out, huh? She had to tap out. <laughs> had to tap out. Actually, that's true. But, you know, that that was great. I, that's what they were telling me about, when, of course, when a male masturbates. But you have a very good point there. I might have to check that one out myself. Mm-hmm. But they weren't even, because they didn't, it wasn't about our seeds. Like you said, you're not going to lose an egg. It was All just right. a, the fact that you were pleasuring yourself. And, mm-hmm. and they were saying that that was wrong. And and being a child, you know, what I'm saying you, you, mm-hmm. I didn't really have such a. It was on the religious side that gave me such a bad issue with it. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is it wasn't on my home. My mother and I had an extremely close relationship. And what I loved about her, she told me when she was a young girl, she couldn't talk to her mother about sex. Mm-hmm. So she made sure 
she was not going to do that with her daughters. Mm-hmm. And I'm being the oldest. I don't know what other relationships she had with my sisters because that's private between them. But being the relationship I had with her, mm-hmm. my mom was the bomb. We were able to talk about sex. I was to be able to talk to her about my body, talk about masturbation. When I wanted to have sex, she actually told me, when you're ready, I'm going to take you to go have that, take that birth control pill because that's what you don't want to do is have children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely right about that. I did not. And that's what she did, too. I was yeah. able to tell her. I was actually about 16, and I mm-hmm. went to her and told her, Mom, I'm ready. She said, you show, because once you stop, you ain't going to stop. I mean, once you start, you know, it never stop. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's, that's a good thing. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. And sex does actually does get better as you get older. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so does masturbating. Yes, it does. You get to know your body. You get that's to know. And I is. think that that's what's important that's about what's masturbation. Important. Because you have to know what you want another person to know. Exactly. You want it. That's, what, <laughs> that's why you get knowledge of your body so mm-hmm. that you can have a community you can communicate we have lips we have tongues we speak and that's the best way to uh, start off a se- sexual session is with communication mm-hmm. and now you can tell them oh i like when you touch me there mm-hmm. oh i like when you touch me here oh and that person hopefully will be able to tell you too see that's why masturbation is absolutely knowledgeable and a good thing yeah it's a healthy thing it's a very healthy thing yeah um well well religion as a traumatic experience uh, i can certainly relate to that and how it can induce trauma and and sometimes you know people are left with living with with the things that they were forced to believe as children i can certainly relate to that i mean like i said i grew up in that church so i was being told uh, you know, forever, my entire life still, even I came home to California less mm-hmm. than a year ago and I had a conversation with a family member and she was trying to convince me that I could be going to hell because <laughs> of uh, the way that I feel about other men. So I'm talking about and so, I mean, like, so I spent a lifetime in the closet due to the trauma that mm-hmm. a religion has, has, has put me through and, mm-hmm. and given me. Um, and, and what's so funny to me is that like, I mean, I've luckily Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time, but I was about 16 years old Mm -hmm. when I realized, um, I can't do this church thing, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's filled with a bunch of hypocrites and people just telling you what they think to be true. They're speaking Mm -hmm. so with such conviction about things that they have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that was hard for me. So I I realized that I was going to have to walk away. And then at first it was for me, I was like, Lord, I, I, I'm diligent to you. Mm-hmm. And I was 16, but mm-hmm. from from what I understood, you know, I, I praised him, I worshiped him, I prayed to him, mm-hmm. I gave him, you know, all of the credit and I looked to him, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I was consistently being bombarded with the opinion that I'd be going to jail, going to hell mm-hmm. for what I knew to be true about me. Yes. And if it's true that God makes us in his image and there are no mistakes, mm-hmm. then what happened? How'd you drop the ball here with yeah. me? And so I had to I step imagine. away from, yeah, it was tough. Mm-hmm. I had to step away from, uh, from, from the church because of that reason. And so that was about 16 at about 18. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, I can still feel your presence. I still see mm-hmm. you all around me. I can still see that your hand is in all of this. So I'm not, I can't walk away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, the, in me putting an effort trying to walk away from mm-hmm. him, I had to only acknowledge that he, because I could see him all around me and everything that I do and in all of his presence is everywhere, I 
had to acknowledge that he hadn't he hadn't walked away from me. That's the thing. That's how I was. I was waiting for you to finish and say the the beauty of the Lord is that you walk away from Him, mm-hmm. but He never walks away from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I can totally understand that. That's why I'm saying that's definitely I agree that I'm more spiritual because of the rules and stuff. Because we know that um, in the teachings that I grew up in, mm-hmm. the, they taught me that. The man wrote the Bible, but he mm-hmm. was guided by the Spirit of the Lord to write it. Mm-hmm. And But I still see so many things in there that man put himself in there instead mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. So there are rules there. I mean, there are instructions mm-hmm. that the Bible has in it that I definitely see where it is. Because one of those are not to judge each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that being that type of religion is being very judgmental. Mm-hmm. They're literally judging a person and mm-hmm. telling them, you're going to go to hell for this, you're going to go to hell for that. Mm-hmm. And God says that is not our not job our to judge anyone. Yeah. For Take the beam out of your own eye first. Exactly. And that's where I'm coming. That's where I learned that, you know what, I know that there is a God and I know that he blesses me. I know that there is. And I believe in all of the acronyms of a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is our intercessor assessor and all of that. Mm-hmm. I told, I pray to him and he takes it to the Lord for me. Mm-hmm. They, God answered prayers. I know that. So that's why you have to be careful of the prayers that you pray mm-hmm. because they will be answered mm-hmm. and you got to know what you pray for and be specific about it. Specific, liter- yeah. Yes, literal. Yeah. And let him know because he will answer that prayer and yeah. you got to be ready for it. I agree. Yes, I agree. I, I, I thank God for, for, uh, for a, a, a wide vocabulary so that I can articulate exactly what I need for Hello. Okay. And I get that from you as well. Um, so yeah, no, but, uh, so, so I was being told that, uh, I was going to be going to hell for these things. Mm -hmm. So I had to walk away from God and, uh, he hadn't left me. And so I said, you know what? This thing is about my relationship with you. That's what it is. You know, and I realized that. And so Mm -hmm. I began then to work on my relationship with God and it's led me to, um, a lot of sanity and Mm -hmm. a lot of peace and a lot of knowing and a lot of wisdom and Mm -hmm. a lot of giving and a lot of light and a a lot of love and a lot of happiness. Um, and I thank God for that because I know I understand that my source of happiness is directly comes from him. Yes. But uh, but again, I, I don't know how we keep veering off into these other topics. I, I did bring up uh, gay being uh, told to me mm-hmm. as being something wrong uh, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that reason is because... Um, so you're taught that that you're you're wrong and that you're gonna mm-hmm. go to hell if you right. if you engage in these behaviors mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So then that leads you to hiding your behaviors. Mm-hmm. That leads you to you know a not life in honest. the closet, yes. not being honest. Um, uh, but you're but but I mm-hmm. have to live and I have to explore my mm-hmm. life. I have to grow. Mm-hmm. My objective is to become the best possible version of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got to continue to grow and live and move forward in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to explore our all parts of myself in order to do that just to see where the fat is to trim Mm -hmm. uh but also um so my point is that so i'm going to be led to secretive behavior Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of times why gay sex is seen as like this seedy thing Mm -hmm. this thing that people don't really want to talk about is because in a lot of cases gay sex is made up of a bunch of gay men who are hiding from the people around them so if you're hiding your behavior this completely from my point of view okay behavior anything you do if you hide it you're going to find yourself doing 
it in the darker, more seedy way. Yeah. So, you know, so like if you if you like to smoke a little mm-hmm. weed or if you like to have mm-hmm. a little drink, but you can't tell people that you're drinking for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. your religious status or maybe you're an AA and you've just had a moment mm-hmm. um, and, and whatever. So now you're drinking in a seedy way. Now, you know, you've got to hide these beers. Now you're drinking at home alone mm-hmm. now every night or, you know, and now you're, you're, you're drinking with people and keeping company that perhaps you wouldn't be keeping mm-hmm. if you could just be open and honest about your situation. So that leads to, you know, sketchy sex, sneaking mm-hmm. out of the house at maybe three in the morning when your mother and father are asleep or moving through the house. But you've got a situation set up and you don't really want anybody to know about it. So you get on the bus in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, all the way to Hawthorne, mm-hmm. Hawthorne in uh, California mm-hmm. and have sex with some random person mm-hmm. um, that I that, that that maybe you had met um, previously. But you're but now your behavior is less safe. It's mm-hmm. more sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that I, this one, that mm. I have, I've never had sex under bridges or anything like mm-hmm. that, but people are doing those yeah. things because they can't just tell, you know, their family mm. or their wife or their mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. um, that they enjoy sex yeah. and, and with whoever. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause at, in, what you're saying about even like you're saying with the gay sex is that, that religion is making you feel guilty about it. And that's, a, you, you can almost say, um, not on the wide range of, range of going meeting someone on strange, but masturbation the same thing. You're hiding. Mm-hmm. You're 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 even hiding your sex toys. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't tell nobody about it. Mm-hmm. Not even your doctor. Mm-hmm. And now you know what I'm saying. You don't talk to anyone about it. You're hiding in the dark. You you know getting your little orgasm on, and and now you've been taught, oh this you're going to hell. You did something wrong. So now you got you had your little good feeling, and now you got to go. Put, put your toys back or whatever you use or, or your, even you and mm-hmm. feeling like, dang, I did something really wrong. It's so funny you say that because I, I forgot that early on in, in my uh, sexual exploration uh, with myself, just learning mm-hmm. my body and masturbating and things like that, I, I did when uh used to feel a little guilty at the mm-hmm. end and be like, oh, Lord, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'd say a prayer. And I've heard of people, <laughs> seriously, and Thank I've heard you. of people uh who actually cry after yeah. uh, after masturbating. Mm-hmm. I know people who, cry, I don't know people personally, but I've heard of people who cry after sex. I wonder if that's linked to the guilt associated with masturbating you know? as a child. Or, or is it just that darn orgasm was so that goddamn? Good? I would imagine. I would hope that that's what it is. I would hope. You know, for the first time, I thought about what if that's linked to yeah. that associated guilt. Yeah. You know, the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, that's crazy because that's how I felt when you know I, this teaching teacher came on at OBGYN and said I, religion can be traumatic. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. But that is so true. And on such so many levels, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you saying, gay, I'm a masturbation. Yeah. I can, you know, because it, it really can. I'm sad to say that, unfortunately, that has been my experience with religion. It yeah. ha- it was a traumatizing thing for well, me. I'm glad you um, and, and me as well yeah. were able to realize and take the spiritual part from it mm-hmm. because there mm-hmm. is something in it. That's real. I'm a very I think true that, believer. Yeah. And to your point about the Bible and things like that. I think mm-hmm. the way that I see the Bible, mm-hmm. I think that it's a, a collection of fables that we are to turn to in times of, of confusion mm-hmm. or or just whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. It's literally a collection of stories to guide you through whatever instance you're going through in your life mm-hmm. or instant you're going through in your life. And I think that 
yes, it was it's divine in the mm-hmm. way that people were inspired to, mm-hmm. to to document these stories. But to think that it's the end all be all and to live word for word, yeah, you is can't a even little, do that nowadays. You can't do that. It's Come irrational. On. Totally. And I think that also we're looking at this, I mean, and the church that I grew up in mm-hmm. with the people telling me that this is the end all, the word of God and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like, no, this is the King James version of the Bible. Exactly. Literally in the exactly. word, the version, his version of the Bible, which means people That's have added I mean. to it, subtracted from it, altered it, translated That's it, what I mean. um, manipulated it to serve their purposes several times mm-hmm. over throughout the centuries. In fact, this is the King James version of uh-huh. this Bible. And there's so many versions. Exactly. I remember the first time uh, I was was at a friend's house and um he pulled out the bible or whatever mm. and i was like okay yeah let's read some scriptures mm. and it was a catholic bible okay it was not the king james version of the okay. bible okay and i was taken aback <laughs> okay because i was taught that this is the end all the be all yeah. and and this is how you're supposed to live your life yes. word for word yes. and ignoring the fact that this is called the King James version of the Bible. Right, right, right. And so all of a sudden there's this new version Mm -hmm. filled with books that I had never even heard of. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, okay, okay, Uh all right. It's time to rethink some things a little Mm -hmm. more. Let's keep dissecting this and figuring out what's true for me. Because that's exactly what happened with me. Mm -hmm. I saw all the versions Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, these, like you said, these are, I won't call them necessarily fables, but I agree with you when you say these are stories and Mm -hmm. and parables and Mm -hmm. things that we use to to guide us through all the different paths that our life will take. Mm -hmm. And you know what's so crazy about that? To show you just how about the guilt thing and the judgment thing. I even felt guilty about that, feeling about the Bible, how, wow, when I realized this isn't the end all be all. Mm -hmm. This isn't, you can't not live this today exactly like this is saying and all of that. Mm -hmm. And literally when I came to the realization of that, I even had guilt about that. Yeah. I I that's because, but that's that trauma because you were taught something and it's hard to break those. It's hard to unteach yourself things or learn new things about the things that you've already thought you knew. Right. Um, You learn something new every day. That's why I literally say it and I'm going to say it right now. You're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. And that, because that don't have to be with age. That can be with anything. Mm -hmm. As you go into different things, business, you may have been business longer in a business longer than someone else. So you're older. And here come this new person in the business, so they're younger, mm-hmm. and they can teach you something. They mm-hmm. can show you something constantly. You're never too old to learn, and you're never too young to teach. I like that. I think that's a good place to put a button in it. Okay. All right, let's take a little break. We'll be back, guys, with a deeper level. My son and I. Welcome back, everyone, to My Son and I. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, This is our segment called A Deeper Level, where my mother and I ask each other questions and take the knowledge that we've got for each other to a deeper level. All right, mother, why don't you ask me a question? You got it. So, are you more of an extrovert or introvert? I would say that I'm probably uh, an introverted introvert. Extrovert, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe like an extroverted introvert. Um, I don't, uh, uh, cause I'm like, and, and before the pandemic, I would have said, oh, easily introvert. I'm an introvert masquerading as an extrovert, uh, (laughs) because you know, I'm on stage, Mm -hmm. uh, before Mm -hmm. the pandemic, I was on stage every week. Uh, so it's like, I, 
uh, you know, I have to put on and turn it on. Mm -hmm. But I think once you start to speak to me, you kind of realize that I'm not as uh, as extroverted as I as I pretend to be. Um, So before the pandemic, I would have said that I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, But and growing up, I would have said I was an extrovert. Like I was bouncing off the walls, always, you know, always going, 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 going. Mm -hmm. Um, People have memories of me that I don't even have, like of 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 crazy stories. One of my best friends, Myra, loves to tell me old stories about high school that I just Mm -hmm. I rarely remember. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, but before the I'm sorry. So before the pandemic, I would have said an introvert. But now, Mm -hmm. having been inside. Um, you know, I moved from New York City, the city that never sleeps. It's go, 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 go. We're all stacked on top of each other, uh, always touching, you know, somebody, mm-hmm. uh, which is how COVID spread so fast there um, in the beginning, um, to coming to L.A., mm-hmm. where everyone's kind of separate. You go into your home. You drive your cars. Um, I live, you know, in an apartment where there's nobody above me, below me, or to the sides of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm craving the human interaction which Mm -hmm. is why uber is so good for me i get to you know satiate that craving um and uh yeah so now i would say that i'm probably an introverted extrovert okay i can see that yeah i can can actually you know what and i find that i hear that i see that and i read that Mm -hmm. most entertainers would call themselves introverts really yeah even though they're out there yeah. You know, um, I think it's because we're so heady, like mm-hmm. we're heady people mm-hmm. and we have to think about things from every possible point of view. Mm-hmm. And our brains usually are just set up that way. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't leave a lot of time to be vocal mm-hmm. <laughs> or deal with other people. You know, right. like I'm I'm in my head sorting things out, yeah. you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. So I would probably say I'm an extrovert because I do. Yeah. That's mostly what I do is spend my time helping someone else and all that kind of stuff. And I love, um, you. well, everyone knows, remembers Lady T. Yeah. I'm definitely an extrovert. I love to dance. I'm there. Um, I, I, I just like to be the the fun when, yeah. they, when someone see me come through the door to the up the party about to get started yeah <laughs> i used to like that i used to love that that was people's perspective and then mm-hmm. or reaction when mm-hmm. i moved through the door but then it was like that was just too much pressure i grew you know mm-hmm. i kind of grew out of that i grew up and it was yeah. like oh actually i'll save it for the stage yeah. cut me to check i'll be whoever you want me to be yeah. <laughs> see that's the thing with me it's just natural it's not yeah. it's not you know, that's just who I am. Yeah, yeah. It used to be who I am. It's not yeah. natural for me anymore to just yeah. be go, 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 go. I want to be that person because that, to me, uh, a person, people tend to think, and I'm going to be honest, for the most part, I am a happy person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really weird because I'm such that person and always looking at the glass half full instead of half empty and enjoying life that when I do have down days, because they happen, mm-hmm. people are like totally shocked. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, and they can see it because my expressions are so expressive. Mm-hmm. They know my, what, you know, and it's like really weird. It really, they trip, they trip me out how tripped out they are that I'm having a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because, yeah, I mean, bad days just happen. And I mm-hmm. think that people's perception of me is generally a sunny, I have a sunny disposition. Mm-hmm. They think I'm always happy as well. Yeah. Uh, and I'm usually the friend that, uh, I was just talking to my good friend Sabrina this mm-hmm. weekend about this, mm-hmm. how, um, you know, uh, 
people generally think that I'm okay mm-hmm. because I'm the strong friend. I'm the one that's helping people through or whatever. You know, I'm the one that yeah. people go to for advice or whatever. And I think that that's that introvert kind of overthinking everything mm-hmm. about me. So I can speak to you in an unbiased way and talk to you from different points of view yeah. and actually help you think through things. So mm-hmm. people just generally assume I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I truly, if, if I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call nobody and talk to them about it. So it's hard right. that, it's it's rare that people will see me in mm-hmm. a bad mood mm-hmm. or like I mean I'm very moody mm-hmm. so people will see me in a bad mood mm-hmm. but it's hard for people to uh imagine me uh in a in a down space you know yeah. a depressed kind of mood yep. because I because again the introvert in me mm-hmm. will just ignore the phone mm-hmm. will you know deal with it get yeah. well you know yeah. like I want to get well yeah. so I have to deal with that on my own a lot of times mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't. People don't usually catch me in my funks. Yeah. I try to keep it that way. I don't. Yes, I don't me like too. to share that. Me too. Honestly, yeah. that's why they're so surprised when because sometimes you just can't help it. Just gonna be all in you, all over. They just yeah. see it, yeah. you know. And that's usually and see, because yeah, I again, have been. Yes, I have the luxury have, of not having. You have to deal with people yes, all day. Yes, yeah. and 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 like you said, I don't bring my I, troubles to the table. You yeah. will never know. You always. That's why people always think, oh wow, Lady T is always in a good mood. Uh-huh. Here come Lady T, good times, fine, yeah, she's going to be in a good mood. But sometimes it's so hard to keep them in, and it's been, being that person, keeping them in, it piles up, and you can't hide it anymore. It's just there. I call it the mask. I always say my mask is slipping. Oh, I got to go inside for a little while. I like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't don't really want, I kind of... I like that, but it's not really a mask. Well, like you, it's it's a mask for me. You right. say it's natural, it's real for, you. for yeah. me, right? So it's not really a mask. So when I am down enough for it to be so in my spirit that you see it, mm-hmm. I do try to not be around people. I tend not to because it's really crazy. Um, being that person and being genuine about it, not having a mask or faking about it, people really see that in me and read that in me. So it's real. It's real. It's really comforting as well, though. But they get they feel bad because they know I'm feeling bad. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, wait, come on, mm-hmm. no, this is. I yeah. want to be clear that <laughs> I'm not. The mask is the yes. present, like the presentation. Yes. So we all have a mask, right? Uh, I'm. Uh, it is natural for I am a naturally sunny. But that's why people read the display. Like you said, people can see that. Yeah. I want to be clear though that the mask uh-huh. is your pr- the the public face that you yes. put on. Yes. That's what I mean by the mask yes. is slipping. Yes. Not that you're. I know being I, less genuine or anything. Totally got yeah. that from me because I, I know you, so I know that's what you mean. So, right. But you're right to clear it up, clear that up because yeah. they don't know you like I know you. Right. And, and it's trying to get like to maybe. know you because you my son and I. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I'll ask yes. you a question. Come on. Yeah. You haven't even asked me one yet. Uh, let's see. Do you prefer to take a shower or a bath, just in general? Uh, well, prefer not prefer, which, which not do what do. I do. Yeah. Right, right. Well, um, it's weird because that's a good question for me because I know that's why you clarified it because you know that I I take showers more than baths, mm-hmm. and but I really would prefer a bath. Baths are more relaxing. You can do more. I actually have a jacuzzi tub at home, and when I get in that tub, I I actually plan it mm, because sometimes I. 
sleeping in. Yes. <laughs> so not quite an event. Right, right. Well, a it nap. could be. I, 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 it could be a nap, actually. <laughs> but I like to light the candles and, um, you know, just have a nice, a nice ambiance when I'm in there. And I'll turn those jets on and I fall asleep for the most part. And unfortunately, sometimes I wake up in this morning. So, yes. Oh, but, but, oh yeah. I just imagine how cold that water must be by actually, then. Actually, it's really crazy because I don't know what's going on. But since we put this new one in there, uh-huh. I thought that. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I will wake up and feel, oh, it's a little chilly. And I'll turn on the hot water and oh, warm okay. it up a little more and stuff. But this last time I got in there, I actually was kind of surprised that uh, me really fell asleep in this morning time that it wasn't all cold like uh, I've oh, experienced. Wow. Yeah, maybe it was oh, me. Wow. Maybe it was a warm night. Yeah, I don't maybe know. your body just acclimated yeah. to the water. I don't know. But you're right about yeah. that because I'd wake up and turn on some hot water and warm the water back up and turn the, leave the jets on and go right on back to sleep. Yes, and yes. And keep doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, I know that it probably isn't annoying you, specific mm-hmm. listener, uh, but a lot of people don't like to hear all that noise. Try to stop slapping oh, your leg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, very expressive with my hands and body as well. Yes, yes. It's an ever battle. I get that yes. from her. Uh, but So we'll both be pounding or clapping on something. And I'm like, okay, we can hear all of that on the microphone. So we have to stop doing all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. So you have another question for me? Yes, I do. Let's see. Um, if you had a choice, what would you choose? To be the most famous person on the planet or the most richest? Um, or the richest, the mm-hmm. most famous or the richest. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, easy, that's easy for me. I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. thinking in my brain. I was trying not to correct you, but I realized I had done it out loud already anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. But, uh, I can't help it. It's a glitch. <laughs> it's a glitch on my part. It has to make sense in my brain. Anyway, uh, uh, richest easily. Oh, Easily. Well, I'll say. I've never been one. I've never wanted to be famous. Okay. I, I remember my best friend, Ty. Uh, I've yeah. been just everybody's name this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I remember in our very early 20s, like late teens, uh, we were talking about our careers and what mm-hmm. we want to build and all this stuff, the lives that we saw for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I told her then I didn't want to be famous. And I remember catching a look from her like, mm-hmm. what? Right. Yeah, I want to be famous. Everybody wants to be famous, and and what you do, how do you not want to be right. famous? That's what I was um, saying. But I've never wanted to be famous, which is why the the appeal of New York was so mm-hmm. strong to me because mm-hmm. I like the idea of being able to go on stage or, or whatever in front of whatever camera, do my work, and blend into the crowd. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of going to the store on my mm-hmm. own. I like the idea right. of not being hassled and right. living just a normal life, but still being able to be yeah. successful at the work I've chosen to do. Yes. Um. It wasn't until years. Years later, when she started to touch her bit of fame, that and 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 it, it's difficult at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was having uh, just a you know, it was heady at first. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, Okay, now I get it. For all these years, I thought maybe you were lying about that, mm-hmm. but I see what you mean. And I'm like, Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't right. want that. I yeah. don't want that. Yeah. I do understand though that for what I see my life, like how I see my life, for the, the goals that I've set for myself, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the reasons I feel like I've been sent here to this mm-hmm. planet, this mm-hmm. realm. Uh, in this body um, I do understand that uh, it's going to take a level of fame to accomplish the goals that I have uh, but that's Mm -hmm. not what I've been most excited about Mm -hmm. this entire time in fact Mm -hmm. I've spent this entire 13 year career running from it and and I I honestly know that you're telling the truth Mm -hmm. because I remember when you were we had a discussion about you going moving to New York. Mm-hmm. I literally said, "Why would you? You're an actor. 
why would you want to leave California mm-hmm. to go to New York? This is where all the acting is. But honestly, California is where you become become famous. Well, you want to be rich and famous. Yes, yeah. yes. I'll be rich. I'll be no, rich all rich, day. Right, I'll be rich all day, all day. <laughs> because but that's access. Fame. And then with the money, yes. like the, the reason I understand that the fame, the fame is going to get me the money to do the things to finish my calling. Uh-huh. You know, so... If I could get all the money without all the fame and you know, be, be acknowledged yeah. for yeah. the great work that I do, yes. but still have the money yes. and access to you know to build right. the programs that I need for you know or the mm-hmm. things that you know mm-hmm. to accomplish all of my goals, right. um, that'd be great. Yeah, because there's a lot of famous broke people. Uh, absolutely, probably <laughs> most of them. <laughs> right, probably most probably of them. most of them because look, you make it, you you fake it till you make it. Exactly, and that's real. That's exactly. in our, every aspect of life, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I can see that in you, yeah. yeah. And I definitely, you know, I want to be the richest. I, I, hey, money, money don't buy you happiness, but it sure buy you a lot of things. Yeah, it'll it'll buy you a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, um, it can buy you happiness for a little short while, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's not the be all end all, but it sure can help you. Make it through a lot of things. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, let me ask you my deepest. I want you to save that. Deep, deep, deep. You want to get deep, deep, deep. deep, deep you want to save it for later. I do want to save it because I want to ask you a question before you ask me that. Oh, okay. That's right. I I be all in the doggone thing that I realize you ain't even asked my look. No. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, what? So what? I wrote this question. Um, it is uh, <laughs> if you were. Uh, I know that uh, I love your name. It's one of my favorite names, and I, uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. uh, l- we all know that you you introduced yourself at the top of the show as uh-huh. Tahida, aka Lady T. Uh-huh. Is it true that um, Tahida is a Hawaiian flower? Yes, that's what my mom told me. She said that, and I actually looked it up one time, and it did say it says Tahida is a flower in Hawaii. Wow. Yes, I asked her where she got the name from, and she told me some story about when she was pregnant with me, she just kept going around and around, what should I name this baby? What should I name my baby? If it's a girl, if it's a boy, what should I name it? What should I name it? And when she was in the hospital, she thinks she heard them say, Dr. Tahida. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But they, but my family says Tahada. They uh-huh. don't, they said instead of the long I, they say Tahada, but it's really Tahida. And uh-huh. so she heard Tahada and they, they spelled it like this. And as I grew up, I recognized it as I don't want to be Tahiti because that's what but most people call it. But it's Tahida. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. It's spelled Tahida. Yeah. So why is it Tahada? Well, that's that's the Southern draw. That's Tahada. just the, that part. Yeah. I know because my whole family does it. Yeah. Yes. Well, that makes sense. That part. I'm actually Tahida on my Belizean side. Right. Tahida. <laughs> Tahida. It's Tahida. Tahida. My dad says Tahida, <laughs> which I think is so funny. And my grandmother does. Your mother too, when she's trying to be proper and polite. Uh, oh, yeah. Tahida. Right. Tahida. <laughs> oh, Tahida. 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 Yes. And don't worry. Don't talk about how she calls you egg butt. She egg cannot butt. say she calls you, my dad yeah, egg you. I was going to say yes. She, she calls, calls you. When she actually calls me Egbert uh-huh. and not my nickname, my family nickname, mm-hmm. um, she says Egbert. Whoa. Yes. Said, maybe that's how she distinguishes you from your dad. Yeah. She it's like I thought she actually just couldn't say Egbert She was because she just calls your dad Egbert. Oh, Egbert. Oh, Egbert. Egbert. I mean, Egbert. <laughs> I hear uh, Egbert. 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 <laughs> I'm talking about my mom. I love her to death. But anyway, that wasn't right. my question. Okay. Uh, oh. So we love your name. <laughs> yes. Uh, but if you were to choose your own name, uh-huh. what would it be? Tahida. And why? I love it. 
I love being Tahita. I don't run into a lot of Tahitas, uh-huh. and it, and I it, who doesn't like to feel unique. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I uh-huh. get all the time, all my life, I've uh-huh. had, whoa, Tahida, and the, the person that says, I've never heard that name, and the next thing is, or before is, I like it. Oh, you have such a pretty name. Oh, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. I've not once said my name to someone, and they said, what? Ugh. Oh. Yes. I've had or even, I'm going to name my child that. Really? So it may be another Tahita around here, but by now, right. I've been around a while. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, let your mother tell it. There was a doctor Tahita, so there was already yeah, somebody. Yes, so she said, well, Tahada, <laughs> not Tahida. So that's what I was going to ask, too. I was a little confused. So if she heard Tahada, how did mm-hmm. she wind up spelling it Tahida? She didn't, really. Um, the birth certificate did. Actually, it's a, it's a little, my birth certificate is actually a little messed up here and there. And um, I... I haven't been caught on it yet. I thought for sure they're going to catch it when I got a passport. But my name is actually not spelled that way. Wait, yet. that's right. You told me this. Yes. How is it spelled? It's like Tadia, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a... It's I, T-A-H-D-I-A. T-A-H-D-I-A. No, it's T-A-J-A-D-A. Something like that. Yes. Yes. So I didn't even know it either myself until I got my birth certificate. I was getting ready to go... Um, international, and I had to have my birth certificate for it. And when I got it, I was absolutely shocked and crazy. And like, I'm not changing it. It's going. I'm Tahida right, now. My, Tahida. My, my ID say Tahida. My social security say Tahida. I'm Tahida. So um, oh I haven't haven't been brought up in my life yet, and pray it never does. I just knew it was going to be a hassle or an issue when I applied for my passport. Uh huh. And it but wasn't. It, not at all. Thank God. No. Oh my goodness! They probably were like, "What is this gibberish?" This that, one that's like. what, <laughs> what if this one looks like it could be a name? She might. It might be what she's saying. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna we're go, we're with, go with her. We're gonna yeah. go with her. <laughs> also, and they probably saw. Uh, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana, Negro 1733, girl. Negro girl. That part. <laughs> <laughs> probably. We know how them black names can be. Exactly. They're probably like, uh, we'll go right. with this one. We're going to go, we gonna go with what she said. Okay, so you like your name. I love it. Good, good. Okay, you got another question for me? Yeah, okay. Since, since, since it is my turn now. <laughs> Most people have a favorite trait about themselves. What's yours and why? Ooh, oh, dang. Okay, uh, how do I narrow that down? I love me so much. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that I, I ge- I'm genuine. Like, I, I genuinely yeah. care. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm honest about what, what you get, what you see is what you get. That part. I you love know? it. Me yeah. too. Uh, absolutely. I have to absolutely agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yes. About about me? About you. Uh-huh. And and that's what I love about me. Okay. You totally, yes. You are my son. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Because that is what I love about me, the the empathy that I have in my yeah. in my heart, in my soul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real talk. Because I like we were talking about religion. I believe in the Lord. Yeah. And God sees your goodness. Yeah. And he rewards you for them. Yeah. And it's not for the reward that the Lord gives me. It's the reward feeling I get when I do Exactly. <laughs> That's the reward, I think. Well, oh, uh, remember, uh, we were talking about... Uh, we were talking about being like being a blessing. I remember you mm-hmm. you've told me that one of your prayers every day is to be a blessing to someone. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with you about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. It was during COVID. I was still in New York though. And um I was talking about this guy that whatever. So mm-hmm. I was saying how it was the blessing was 
was that I was that I was able to bless based on my overflow. That's what it is. You know, like it was like, oh, sure, it's a blessing to be able to bless, but like right. I've already been blessed. You know, right. this is my overflow. I wouldn't be able to bless you, you if I weren't that's blessed. Right. You can't you? That is so the rule. So it's like it's a testimony to be able to to. That's give. what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. That's what the point. I'm so glad you see yeah. that point because I think that day you were like, well. So you just doing it so you can do it? No. It's no, I remember you said you yeah. repeating that you thought I was saying that. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's that's what what I'm saying. saying. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Because um it's not about um doing it to get a blessing. Because honestly, the the blessing is to me the feeling that it gives me, like you said, because I know that you can't you should never give from yourself. It's it's hard you can't give from yourself. Your cup you have to give your overflow. Your cup is uh-huh. for you. You have to fill your cup. And the fact that you're over and you have this overflow to be able to bless someone is the blessing that I get. That is the blessing to me. Yeah. Now, there are, of course, uh, objects and uh, prayer that I may have prayed uh-huh. that get answered that I feel like, oh, the Lord blessed me. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's that is by osmosis yeah you know i think it's a great prayer to have to, to be a blessing to people i thank god every day but i'm just grateful that um i had that moment a year mm-hmm. or so ago to acknowledge that um that yeah the reason i, I of course i enjoy being a blessing to people mm-hmm. but i had to realize that the way the, the way that i am a blessing to people is by acknowledging that I'm already blessed and that I could give, this is my overflow. This is, uh, I've already been blessed. (laughs) So, you know, like, so it's not give a blessing to receive a blessing. I've already been blessed. It's give a blessing because I'm blessed. blessed. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because you know that's my prayer. Thank you, Lord, Mm -hmm. for blessing me. So, And that's literally how I end my prayer. Every single prayer Mm -hmm. I pray is thank you, Lord, for blessing me so that I can bless someone else. And Mm -hmm. that is real. We had a a little uh, chain going around Facebook the other day, and they asked, literally, the question was, um, what is it that you're thankful for? And my answer was, I'm thankful that I'm being blessed to be able to bless. Mm-hmm. I thank God that I can bless someone else. Yeah. That feeling is so blessing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great <laughs> feeling. Yeah, yes. so what you got for me? I got one more question for you, what and you it got? is, what um, what's your favorite like childhood memory of you and your friends? Or, or let's skip childhood. What's your favorite memory of you and your friends, oh. and why? Wow. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad we did change it up because that my favorite memory. Want to answer both? Of, uh, okay. All right. When I was a child, um, was going over and spending the night at either my grandmother's house or my auntie Dorothy house. I had absolutely amazing good times. It's crazy. I would play my butt off, and it's it's real. It's weird because my mother have two younger. Um, sisters, they're twins, and they they were like my big sisters. I'm the oldest, and they were like my big sisters. And they, they we would literally cry for my mom to let me spend the night over their house. And then my auntie, which is my um, dad's sister, mm-hmm. she she was the party animal. She's all she's <laughs> like me, and we would go there, and she would always have a little party for us. It was me and my cousins there, and she would just have a little party. My aunties and I, we were just like close. They're just like my big sisters, and I play all day. 
I have the best time, but when nighttime came, I wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's time to go. I do that still to this day. My aunties, they, they're just a couple of years older than me, mm-hmm. and uh, they would they would be mad at me. <laughs> okay. Nighttime coming, I'm crying like, okay, you're not coming no more. Okay, we're not gonna make you let you come no more. They would do that every time. And Why? Because be they were like they, they were, were excited mad at me. that you were gonna spend the night. They and were be ready to yeah, they were mad at me because I wanted to go home. They're uh-huh. like, come on now, we we just cried and begged your mom to let you spend the night. And you you had a great time today. You weren't saying that today when you was playing. Now it's time to go home. Now it's time to go to bed, and you want to go home. I, I I don't know why. And then when it was time when my mom would come pick me up the next day, I usually would get a whipping when I got home because I why? did because I didn't want to leave. It's day. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I, it's so crazy because I wanted to go home at night. Um, because it's like I guess I would just want to sleep in my own bed. I'm not right. sure. Sometimes we have so much fun that it, that the desire wasn't there. Uh-huh. But then when it was time to go home, I didn't. Ne- I never wanted to go home, right. so I would get in trouble, and I wind up. They let me do things there that my mom didn't let me do. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so now, yes, when I get home, I realize oh, I can't do that anymore, and I'm sad about it. And my mom sees me being a, a little belligerent. Uh, Mad child, oh. and so I got in trouble for it. Oh, okay, because <laughs> you can't do that around Barbara. Yes, okay. And then, what was your favorite adult memory? My, oh, my favorite adult memory is um, a trip I was able to take via my bedroom candy business, where we went. We did a gig in New Orleans, and we rented a bomb uh, Yukon truck, and I mean the sea scud warm and movies in the back seat thing, and it was four of us, and we were able to travel from. Uh, a gig in New Orleans and to a gig in Florida. And we stopped along the way. We, we were gone for two weeks and we stopped at, at Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. We stopped at a, play, a slave plantation. Mm-hmm. We stopped at Bill Street. We stopped at, uh, man, we, we did so many things and it's so memorable. I got to see, uh, uh, I have to remember this crab. It was a billion years old, um, got a horseshoe crab. It's uh, called a horseshoe. Billion. It's literally, oh, I looked it up. Yes, the species. Yeah, not that him, him like, himself, what? not him himself, <laughs> right? Not, not that crab that was on the beach I saw, but the spe- species of the horseshoe crab has been around for a billion years. Wow, they're still the same look. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what was amazing is that because you know evolution makes things change, yeah, and it still had the same look. What you believe in evolution? I thought you grew up in the church. <laughs> well, when I say evolution, I don't mean like evolution of man in the thing. I mean that as time goes on, things do change. That's the same thing. Animals and stuff. You have yeah. a different look. You have yeah. a different. You know what I'm saying? The definition of evolution. Right. Well, I mean, because if you could say, if you want to do it that way, evolution? yes, I do. Oh, okay. Actually, because I was going to say, um, not to the point of like, there's people that say, um, well, I, you know what? That's a whole nother subject yeah. because it, it, it was we, just a joke. It was just yeah. It was, it was just, a it's a whole nother little subject because <laughs> I'm about to go to a whole nother thing, y'all. Uh, are we good on that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why it says deeper. Okay, you're trying to get deeper. Okay, yes, sir. A deeper level. A deeper level. Yes. Uh, okay. It. Well, uh, do you want to? Do you feel like you've gotten deep enough with me? Um, we have. We talked about a nice little bit of things. I love the religious part. I got. I literally learned some things from you on your religious part about you know being uh, traumatized about it. Totally. Totally. Yes. Totally. Okay, well, yeah, well, then we'll put a button in it. We'll get deeper and even deeper in our segment called A Deeper Level in episode five. Don't miss it. We'll be back, guys. My son and I. 
welcome back, you guys, to my son and I. Yes, yes, yes. This is our segment called The Plug, where we inform you guys about all the services that we provide for you, things that you can take advantage of. So why don't you leave, Mom? You got it. And I think I will talk about bedroom candy because there's opportunity out here for everyone. If you want to do it, just please let me know because we are a lifestyle product company and we have different products for different people. And I love our line of our CBD line. It is absolutely amazing. It's called Unwind. You can get a CBD relaxation cream. I absolutely, absolutely relaxing lavender scented uh, CBD infused candle. It's a massage oil candle. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Love it. The lavender scent is a relaxing in itself. Mm -hmm. You can pour it on because it's an oil. Massage it into your partner and relax them as well. And then we have our CBD lube. You definitely want to check that out. It helps helps with pain. A lot of women have pain when they have sex, but with the CBD lube, it helps about 10 minutes before you're about to get into your session. You want to apply it to your vagina right there and it will relax and literally I have a customer that swears by it. So just check it out and it also helps relax a man because we don't associate men with anxiety but they have anxiety sometimes when they come to bed as well so if you want to get into the bedroom candy so that you too can be able to get these products at an absolutely great deep discount make sure you reach out to me and i will hook you up with it you can reach out to me at my son and i are leos at gmail.com Yes, yes, yes. You can find us both at my son and I are Leos at gmail.com because the service that I provide mm-hmm. is, uh, well, jingles. If you guys want to jingle for your new project, your new podcast, your new web series, your new television series, whatever, original jingles, acapella jingles written and harmonized by me. Uh, also, the world is reopening and I want to sing in celebration of that. <laughs> yeah. I want to sing in celebration of that. So you can uh, reach out to me at my son and I are leos at gmail.com. I'll sing for your birthday parties, your bar, your bat mitzvahs, your weddings, uh, your funerals. Mm-hmm. I'm here to sing to celebrate uh, this the, the reopening of our country and COVID coming to an end, fingers yes. crossed. Uh, so, yes, and I do 15 minute, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hours, and hours and a half. Rates vary based on the time. So, reach out. I'm here and I'd love to be of service. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay, then. All right, we'll be back, guys. My son and I. Hey, guys, we are back to wrap up the show. Yes, yes, yes. We've done it again, mother darling. Yes, another with sex for one. Sex, 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 sex. What? (laughs) (laughs) I think she just glitched, people. Are you okay over there? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just excited about this show. Were you screaming? Were you just explaining sex, 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 sex? Success. Oh, success. 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 Okay, yeah, I thought that was a success, too. Well, you know, I am about the sex. Yeah, I know. I was like, are you over there? Sex, 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 sex. That's what some people tell me. Everything ain't about sex, y'all. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are here. I love when you come and listen to us. It means so much. Thanks. Guys, reach out. Send your feedback. Email us. We'll answer any one of your questions. If you have some, you know, this is a conversation. It's an ongoing conversation that we have, but you guys are completely involved. You're completely included. And we want you to ask us questions. If you want some advice or if you are thinking about a way to maybe open up a conversation or a conversation that you'd wish you could have with a certain somebody in your life. 
Email us. Ask us how maybe you do that. If you want some advice, we'll give you the advice. Uh, so email us. It's We're open to you. We're happy to be here for you. Mm-hmm. It's my son and I are Leos at gmail.com. Yeah. And, and questions about if you just want to be nosy. Just <laughs> Yeah, those two. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll answer whatever. So gotcha. email us. We're happy you're here. Yes. Till next time. Till next time. Be blessed. Safe and prosperous. Yes. Yes. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. My son and I. We've been through a lot of this. My son and I. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through. Oh, yeah. My son and I. I'm here. And I'm here too. Oh, yeah. My son and I. We welcome you. Welcome to the journey. My son.